We're joined again with a trio of reviews uh, with The Prom, Wolfwalkers, and Minari. It was a busy weekend here at All That Film. Uh, and we're joined with the same four people uh, the past couple episodes. I'm your host, Hey, And I'm joined, of course, with Todd, Margo, and Lindsay. Woo! Hello. Woo! And uh, we are so excited to talk about movies. Um, especially, I don't know, I haven't had a three movie release weekend in a while i'm not todd obviously you've seen 200 movies from this year yes. so <laughs> <laughs> last week last weekend was big too but this was this was a better weekend i would say because yeah. two of my yeah <laughs> and there's there's some decent ones we got ma rainey and a couple um next weekend uh but we'll get right into it uh with we're gonna start with the prom and then we'll get to Wolfwalkers, and then we'll get to minari uh, there's going to be time codes in the description, so if you don't want to hear us talk about prom or any of those other two, uh, but you should definitely check out the other two, uh, you can skip to those, but let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to just go straight chronological on this one uh, in our voice call because that's how uh, enjoyment probably is. Um, Todd, what did you think about prom? <laughs> Okay, so I think I'm going to be in this awkward position where I like it the most, even though I just kind of liked it. So I'm going to be like defending it reluctantly. So I did kind of enjoy this film. I thought it was fun, uh, but the hate for it I get. I, I came up with three possible reasons I like this film. One, I don't mind James Corden that much, which is apparently sinful to say, but I don't mind him that much. Second, I am old, and I think this film is for old people uh, in some ways. Uh, and then third, as sad as it makes me to say this, I'm straight, and I think it's a film for straight people uh, as well, kind of, uh, in terms of what it's uh, doing. And so those are, those are, I think, three of the reasons I like that. I really liked Meryl Streep. I really liked Joel and uh, Pellman in there. And Andrew Rennell solves homophobia with a song. So I don't know. I liked it. Uh, it was good, but not great. That's how I would say it. No, I thought I thought you weren't that high on it. Um, I didn't realize mm -hmm. you were. I, I thought you were the lowest of us. Um, oh no, I liked it all right. Yeah, yeah interesting. Uh, Margo, what were your thoughts on this? Because I, I know you were a little bit in the eh, not as not as hot on it as. Yeah, I'm definitely the lowest. I, I didn't like it at all. I don't think I will ever rewatch it in my life unless <laughs> like I'm forced uh a movie bad. Well, I got news for you, Margo. Open your door. Oh, We're here sorry. to force you to rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be your paralysis demon. <laughs> You're going to wake up in the middle of the night and James Corden, James Corden <laughs> is going to be there. <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, I look, this movie has like a lot of problems. Uh and I I think Todd uh you really put that well. Um <laughs> but while I was watching this, um I can't help but to revert back to and this is Ryan Murphy, so this makes sense. I can't help but to revert back to like when I was watching Glee in high school and like I'm sure if I watched Glee again. I would have a lot of mixed emotions because I think that show is like fundamentally having shaped 
like my film taste because I I love musicals and I always have. And like I I was confused about it for a little bit. I was like, when did I start loving musicals? And I forget. I was obsessed with Glee in high school, and that was like my <laughs> favorite show. Um, so I think honestly, this would be like me rewatching Glee, where like I have some nostalgia for that, but at the same time, like it does have a couple problems, and it doesn't necessarily uh, fully flesh out narrative beats as well as a story like this maybe should have. But I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'll go ahead and throw it out. Uh, speaking of James Corden, I think he's on a little bit of a redemption tour uh, because you, you got two of the best movies in a row. Wow. Cats in the prom. <laughs> oh, God. And I, honestly, like on specifically Corden, I think he's starting to become a little bit more self-aware that he can't do. I'm trying to remember stuff he was in before, but like even him doing the emoji movie was like, dude, come on. Like, and like I'm even like an emoji a movie defender to some extent. I don't think it's like absolutely terrible, but like him being Peter Rabbit and him and trolls, like yeah, can this end already? Like everyone was like, hey, stop <laughs> trying to make James Corden a thing. And I think at this point, he's he's getting a little bit better at picking, or at least it feels like. Because like even cats, he that felt like a James Corden role. Um, and I, I know there's going to be cats haters. Listen, you're wrong. Uh, but, but no, I, I agree with Todd. I, I really like Meryl in this. Um, I really, really liked uh, Nicole Kidman. I thought she was really great. I actually, uh, watching this, I was like, wait, why didn't we get Nicole Kidman and cats? Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh man. I, that would be I, too powerful. That, yeah, I can't even comprehend. I know. It would be a masterpiece. That, honestly, Cats would have won Best Picture if Nicole Kidman was in it. So I she saved right. she spared us. So um but no, I, I really like the, yeah. go for it. She could have done the Taylor Swift part. Exactly. She could she have, have, yes. have owned yeah. that. Oh my god. That oh seemed to change drastically. Ooh. It definitely would have. Um, but I actually. More <laughs> <laughs> um, but just quick, two other people. Um, I really liked Keegan Michael Key. Uh, he he continually surprises me with how good of an actor he is. I know a lot of people are very quick to be like, "Oh, uh, well, it turns out Peel is the more talented one," because I guess that's what people do when two people have worked together in the past. But I mean, both of them are doing really great stuff. Um, and I, I don't know. I really like him as an actor. Uh, and then I also really like the duo of uh, Joe Ellen Pellman and Ariana DeBose. I thought both of them were really great at grounding this in some form of heart and joy, uh, where if it were only Meryl Streep and James Corden as the leads, it would feel devoid of fun that a movie like this needs to have. Uh, and it would definitely feel a lot more cynical. Um, but Lindsay, what are your thoughts on this film? Yeah, movie good. <laughs> um, I would never go into a movie made by Ryan. I would never go into anything made by Ryan Murphy and expect a good thing. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. if you go into it with that mindset, you're just like, you can be pleasantly surprised by this. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought it was really fun. I do agree with Todd that it is for straight people, but I was able to get some enjoyment out of it because if you put Nicole Kidman under neon lights and have her say like, 
if your hands are shaking, just turn them into jazz hands. I'm gonna like the movie. <laughs> I will say, hey, the but, writing but, did appeal to me. It appealed that's, to me. that's what I was gonna say. Sensibilities. But it reminded it me a lot of Ratchet, like the show that he just did. Uh, with Oh, Sam. I haven't seen that. Because uh, like whenever uh, she's about to do something evil in Ratchet, the lights turn neon green. And like that's nice. one of the first things that happens in the prom is like the lights turn neon green. And I was like, oh my god, Sarah Paulson's going to come in and kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, no, I love the lighting of this movie. I love the look of it, the energy. I really liked it. Um, I am a James Corden hater, and I didn't think he was good in this movie. I Nothing about his performance felt genuine to me. Like it just—it felt like a straight guy pretending to be a gay guy, and it just did not work for me. And acting opposite Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman, like it, like who they set him up for failure. Um, <laughs> come on, like he's just not on that level. He's not—I don't know—he's—he's he's not like an actor like they are. And I really didn't like the main couple, like just the whole point of the movie. Um, so that mm. didn't really work. I just, I don't like storylines where it's like one gay character is like mad at their partner for not wanting to come out, you know? Cause like, that's not real life. Like, I don't know. Like if she, she's so valid for not wanting to come out when that is her mother and you should be way more empathetic and understanding, especially since you were kicked out of your home. Like, I don't know. I was just, that made me mad. <laughs> like, especially after Happy Season just came out and everyone was pissed about another fucking coming out story. I was like, do I have to deal with this again? Yeah. <laughs> but this is way worse than Happy Season in my uh, opinion. Oh, like, like, she's she's a child. Like, you guys are children. I, know, I don't know. Like, and Pelvin, I'm sure she's a great actress, but she had the same fucking facial expression the whole time where she was just like, that's absent minded. Is that the girl that played Emma? Yeah, like the she whole was time. just like smile crying the whole yeah. time. Grab she's like, that she's in, and she's just smiling the whole time. Wow! Yeah. How dare you! I did really like the music too. I liked the music a lot. I especially I the homophobia ending song. I mean, I can I see how like they the that convinced them really. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I, I was curious about this. Um, are there any songs specifically like that didn't work for y'all? Uh, like uh, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly really liked most of the songs. I have to think about. Let me look at the list of songs I, to see if I, there was any that stood out I, to me. I didn't like the chorus to the and it's what the song's called. But I didn't like the chorus to the love my or love thy neighbor song. Like I thought all of the. Uh, like track parts like the uh i forget i'm forgetting song terminology but i forgot all the uh, like all the other parts i thought were great and then that i thought was like not uh bouncy enough but other yeah. than that i really mm-hmm. liked the whole I, thought, I thought give it some zazz was fun because nicole kidman was finally being utilized after being in the movie for an hour and a half and that was my favorite song by far. It was so I good. Yeah, I liked and I was an hour in, and I was like, why is Nicole Kidman here if she hasn't even done anything? And then she sang that song, and I was like, oh, okay. I thought about that, because she's, she's a major star, and she had to do a lot of just standing in the background of scenes, and I wonder how she felt about that. 
Because, yeah, she really is kind <laughs> I don't of know, but for that, for she, for that, scoop for that scene alone, I want her to... With her finger? Oh, yeah. Foul. Disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and, like, licked it, and her fingers were visibly wet. Did not enjoy that at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you guys uh, think that Keegan Michael Key and Meryl Streep had chemistry? Because I really didn't, and I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable watching them together. Okay, I, look. Can, okay, this is going to be like probably a one-minute spoiler. I don't think it's going to be. Again, if you're here and you're like, oh, spoiling the prom. Um, so I, I have a confession to make. I assumed, for whatever reason, I assumed that the principal. Uh, was a closeted gay man that really okay yeah i was baffled by that actually happened i thought he was gonna say oh no i don't i don't like you like that because that look i'm not gonna lie the it okay to be fair this happens male to female like actress uh like way younger actress tons of times like look at a prime example mank the age discrepancy is huge so again, this happens way more often, but there's a romance in Mank. Or the they're two different ages, like the the couple that's married. Um oh, I I totally forgot about that. <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah, I, I like Meryl Streep. I think she was good at acting for the part, but it just felt weird and odd that like super fan person that was like, hey, you really liked made my life. Uh, meaningful, and she's like, "Oh, well, now I, I, now I want some kisses." And he's like, "All right, whatever, I guess." I, I'm yeah, with I didn't, I didn't vibe with their chemistry. I didn't like that they kissed before the lesbian couple, for which the movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some odd choices, um, and Lindsay, I do kind of get with what you're saying. There were moments where it's like. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm on on the camp with Todd somewhat that James Corden is on some sort of redemption tour, I guess, of being less annoying. But then the movie is like, oh, don't you want to be 100% empathetic for James Corden? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> slow your roll here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought his funny. character was empathetic, but like that scene where he was like crying – to Meryl Streep, I was just like, come on. Like, he's just not on this level of acting. Yeah. Like, right. he can't pull this off like you think he can. I like when yeah. he gave uh, Emma the makeover and she was wearing, like, the most basic lesbian outfit of, like, a jean jacket and a beanie and, like, a button-up. Just so many layers. Uh, and so many layers. They were, like, walking to Macy's or some shit and he was like, oh, we need to get you out of this butch outfit. And I was like, James, this is butch. This is butch to you, James. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, well, that's enough for the prom. Uh, and we can move on to, um, look, I, I, I guess, uh, little heads up of what we think about these movies, but uh, a little bit considerably better. Oh, wait, what would you give prom uh, score out of 10, Todd? Six. Okay. Uh, Margo, what would you give prom? Uh, three and a half out of 10. <laughs> I didn't like oh it. God. I told you I didn't like it. 
I don't I know thought, what you want from me. No, no, no. But I thought, sorry, the way you opened it up, I thought you meant three and a half out of five. And I thought you were no, like. I gave it like a two out of, out of five. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. No, that's fair. Uh, Lindsay, what would you give this? Uh, seven. Okay. I, I think I'm somewhere. I'd probably lean toward L Lindsay because I think like this movie does have problems, but at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, dumb fun lights. I like music. And <laughs> Same. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> me yeah, and, agreed. Talk before that's probably what I think like rewatching Glee where I'm like, ah, they really don't handle like a lot of teenage drama. Well, but man, so bad. <laughs> we're, we're all minorities. Cause you're in the Glee club. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh we are moving on to Wolfwalkers, uh, which is a film from the animated studio uh cartoon saloon. Um and it's probably their going to be their most popular film. They're really pushing this for um best animated film of the year, even as got, they should. Really, I think it is their best film and we can uh get into that here in a second but margo i'll let you go first because i'm pretty sure you saw this first uh what are your thoughts on wolfwalkers oh it was so so good one of definitely the best animated movie of the year i haven't seen soul but like i'm sure it's better because it doesn't involve uh black people turning into animals or like emotions for the majority of the movie uh so probably better than soul who knows but I just, 2D animation is so beautiful, and I wish they would bring it back. I I understand why, because not they have to teach them how to do 2D animation, and it's harder than learning 3D. There's, like, the nine old men and the, the masters of 2D animation, but I don't care. Just teach them how to do 2D animation, because it's so pretty looking. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also really, I don't know, just, just some form of engagement that i have when like something is either 2d or claymation where it's like oh yeah. well whoever there's like more that, like, emotion back. that you can put into it like i feel like with how popular uh disney pixar and like dreamworks are in terms of like their style for 3d animation like i understand that pixar knows how to make people cry with animated movies but it's so different seeing it in 2d because i feel like with 3d pixar is trying to like imitate real life more like with toy story 4 they like did like actual camera like lens techniques for filming and like lighting and like actually like modeled like light bulbs and all that kind of stuff yeah. but for 2d like there's like way more room to exaggerate and not be as realistic and like it's why animation is so good. And I love it's why it so animation much. is animation. Yeah, for exactly. sure. <laughs> and yeah, I'll just uh, go right off of that. I, I really love this studio, everything that they're doing. Um, I hope it's not a case of Leica where they come out five years from now and they're like, hey, we're bankrupt. And it's like, oh, shoot, this sucks. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed uh, Tom Moore as a director. Um, I I love Song of the Sea. Secret of Kells, I think, um, is a really interesting project, but doesn't necessarily get completely there. Um, and I think The Prophet's uh, a really underseen movie that I think a the lot. The Breadwinner. Of... Oh, The Prophet. Oh. 
He, I did he direct the breadwinner? I don't know. I think I think that studio just made the yeah he just produced it. But um, no. the other person I was going to mention, um, and this actually ties into a couple of thoughts. I love the movie, by the way. Um, and thank you again, Todd, for uh, letting me be able to see this, uh, Mr. Apple Plus. Um, sure. <laughs> but uh, I was also going to mention the other director, uh, Ross Stewart, who I think her her talent is definitely on display here, especially uh, with what she's been involved in before. Obviously, she was uh, in the art department of Secret of Kells and Song at Sea. Uh, but I think this movie actually gives me a lot of Paranorman vibes, uh, and that can be both artistically and a lot of what they're going for thematically. Uh, and she was, I think, the lead art director on uh, Paranorman. And I don't know, I just think she's really talented. Um, so it was cool to to like look that up afterwards and be like, oh shoot, the person who was working with Paranorman is is doing this. Um, but yeah, I think this movie. Uh, slaps the animation is by far their best um it's just very vivid all the backgrounds are stylized really well they're so uh, good and i messaged uh margo about this you're gonna hear this with these next two um but i think wolf walkers uh should um be in the running for best score but we know how animated films are treated uh with <laughs> the community or the with the voters so um, I doubt it will get taken seriously. Um, still need to see Soul. Otherwise, I would say, yeah, this is probably uh, best animated film of the year. I don't even know what's come out. And, oh, Onward. But I think this is a little better than Onward, even though I, I really like Onward. But yeah, really good movie. Um, I think this is definitely something, if you have Apple Plus, uh, definitely worth, check, worth checking out just for this because um, it's a really fun movie. But Lindsay, what are your thoughts on Wolf Walkers? Yes. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. I think it's probably top two. Um, I loved it. I loved it so much. The scene where the song Running with the Wolves kicks in, that's when I was like, oh, my God, I'm witnessing a masterpiece right now. Um, <laughs> it was so intense. Like I just like felt swelled by emotion. And I don't know. It felt um, kind of like The Lion King in terms of like how it made me feel. Um, oh, I agree. It was just so, uh, so good, and I wanted to like screenshot, like just film, like uh, just screenshot random moments from this and hang it up on my wall. It was like the prettiest movie I've ever seen. The art direction is uh, so beautiful. It's so pretty. I'm obsessed with the style. I really liked what you said, um, in that spoiler channel about like how the wolves are drawn, like, like yeah, more rough. like. You can see, like, uh, like in their head shape, you can see, like, a clear circle, like, for their head shape. And, like, even uh, Maeve, when she's in her human form, she's, like, more sketchy and has, like, rougher outlines uh, compared to, like, the normal townspeople, which have really clean outlines. And then once Robin gets bit, like, she starts having more rougher outlines to show that she's turning into a wolf. Like, the art direction is so insane. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Todd, uh, what were your thoughts on Wolfwalkers? I love it. It's my it's my second favorite film of the year so far. There's uh, more stuff to see, but um, and definitely my favorite animated film of the year. I agree that 
It is lame. We don't want a film that, again, turns minorities into uh, animals. We want a film that turns cute little Irish girls into animals. <laughs> we want wolf exactly. walkers. Uh, exactly. And that's exactly what we want. But people have said so much about the animation. For me, like what really pushed it over the edge compared to, like, I love Secret of Kells uh, a lot, but it's almost just like, animation porn like overload like some of the like use of colors and gold but like the story didn't always go there for me this was just like a wonderful story as well like i was really just found it engaging from the beginning i enjoyed all the themes of like love and harmony in the environment it got me i knew that it was manipulating me and i didn't care because i was ready to go <laughs> uh like on the trip and the ending really got me. I, I felt like the emotion. I just, I think it's a really good and interesting and fun story in addition to being animated. Uh, and uh, Sean, Vo Sean Bean's voice work is great. All the voice work's great, but I, I, I like Sean Bean uh, being in this. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, and uh, we might have spoilers at the end. Uh, for Wolfwalkers, because there's a couple things in particular uh, with what you were talking about, Todd, uh, with the conclusion mm -hmm. of this film that I think yeah. uh, do bear going into a little bit of a discussion. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think it's Wolfwalkers versus Soul, probably, and Pixar like already has their roots in the awards committee. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Wolfwalkers is this year's Spider Verse in terms of like doing things with animation that aren't really seen as often anymore like spider-verse did things with 3d that we never see because pixar has such a monopoly on 3d animation that everything looks the same and i feel like yeah. this is even more so because there's not a lot of 2d animated films made but the way they use like animation techniques to their fullest it just it, it made my heart happy uh margo i i see the uh <laughs> The Wolfwalkers as Spider-Verse, and I raise you um, Trolls World Tour as Boss Baby of this year. I uh, haven't seen Trolls World Tour, so I can't comment. It's, it's <gasps> probably going to get nominated for Oscar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to hear uh, some of y'all's thoughts in the spoiler parts, but we'll move on to the last review uh, for this one as I write down time. Uh, which we also might have to get into spoilers because there's some uh, complex stuff uh, that I want to get into about this, um, which is uh, A24's uh, Minari. And uh, Todd, I'll actually let you go first. What are your thoughts on Minari? Uh, and yeah, what did you think overall? Yeah, thanks for helping me see this. It was beautiful, wonderful. Uh, I really, really just... I don't know. I enjoyed this story uh, quite a bit. Uh, the direction feels really intimate. Like there's uh, the way it's shot. Like there's just something about it where it felt almost like you were just right there uh, while things were going on. I'm all on the Steven Yeun bandwagon. He's by far like my favorite performance from a male act uh, this year from uh, for the Oscar race, at least. Um, I still haven't seen everything, but at the moment uh, I would be supporting something for him. And I just liked it. The, the scenes at the end, which we'll talk about in the spoilers were pretty intense and well done. And overall it was good. Random complaint. I felt the, 
and this is really nitpicking because I love this film, but the score was really good to listen to. But like, I think I would have preferred something just a little bit more laid back personally, like, uh, or a little bit more chill. It was a bit more intense and it just stood out to me in some of the scenes, but that's really nitpicking because I, I loved it. <laughs> You're just mm-hmm. looking for anything to... to... <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's really one of the only only minor things that like I noticed while watching it. I I, I really enjoyed this yeah. quite a bit. It's one of my favorites. Of the, I mean, I have it rated third of the year for me. Nice, nice. Uh, and I guess I'll, Margot, um, what were your thoughts on Minari? I thought it was amazing. I got like a really early like film festival ticket in like October for it, which made me feel real savvy as like a film host. Brag. <laughs> Because it was the first, like, film festival I'd ever gone to. And it was so good. It's my number one of the year. Like, it's just, like, so calming. Like, even when things are going wrong. Like, the vibes are just impeccable. I want to, like, drink it like soup. It's so good. (laughs) Um, And, Lindsay, what were your thoughts on me, yeah, I really, really liked it too. I think I, Marco, were you the one that streamed it for me? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I was. It. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> That's how I got to see it. Um, oh my god, it was so good. Um, I agree that I'm on the Stephen. Is it Yun? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Stephen Yun. Uh, yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on that hype train. He was amazing. Um, yeah, the ending broke my heart, but I thought this movie was like really beautiful. Like, look-wise, too. It was, uh yeah, good vibes. Yeah. Um, so just building off that, currently this is my number one movie of the year. And again, I haven't seen as many movies as Lindsay and Todd. Um, but I was really impressed. This is the first thing that I've seen from Lee Isaac Chung. And if you look into his background, uh, this is a movie about a Korean family that moves to Arkansas to start a farm. Uh, and I don't think it necessarily matters like what state they're in because like they could even be in Texas. Um, and there's a lot of similarities between Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri. Um, but, uh, I bring that up because Chung himself, uh, grew up on a small farm in rural Arkansas. So this story is very much, uh, in tune with his own upbringing. Uh, and I feel like that's for sure. Like, very, very potently on display here. Uh, and that's what I was so, I guess, drawn into because most stories like this, like I think of a film like uh, Wildlife from two years ago, I want to say, that Paul mm. made. That's a really like well-made film. It's a really well-acted film, but there just wasn't something that was like holding it together for me to be like, oh yeah, no, this movie really rules. Um, and I think Minari is like a, a similar type of story, but it's so engaging in the story that it's trying to tell and what it's trying to do with its characters. In uh, the biggest plus that I, I'd give this film is um, it does this really interesting thing uh, with how it how it gets you into knowing who these characters are, uh, where I think a lesser film could be like, hey, they're in Arkansas and here's their situation. Instead, it just drops you in. And Todd, I actually completely agree with you. I I was watching this on my computer because I couldn't figure out how to cast it to my TV. But I still, like, I felt like I was in 
summer uh, like in Arkansas, uh, just how easily like the movie draws you in. Uh, and I feel like that's a testament for, it's almost like a, a mystery in some ways where you're like, oh, well, how did they get there? What uh, What's Steven Yoon's character like? What is Yeri Han's character? Like all the backgrounds for both Jacob and Monica, I feel like could be fleshed out at the start and it could be a fine movie, but because throughout the film, you learn more and more context to it. Uh, it really makes this feel like a journey and something that you kind of really think about, uh, interestingly enough, for how kind of generic this story could be, I guess. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to add, and this is not to dunk on that film any more than we already have, but uh, when we were talking about Hillbilly Elegy and its sort of uh, <laughs> bad depiction of the South, this is what I'm talking about, where you can have a film that is both appreciative and bringing up some of the not so great things, but it just exists telling a story that is like, present, like ever present um, in the South. But I don't know. It, it's just easy to compare the two. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I, I think that'll be it review wise. Oh, I actually uh, forgot. We did not um, give a score for Wolfwalkers. Todd, what would you give Wolfwalkers before we uh, do this, score for Minari? This was one of my only two tens of the year. I loved it. Wait, Minari or Wolfwalkers? Wolfwalkers. That's what you asked, right? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, and what would you give? I guess we can do both. Todd, what would you give uh, Minari? I gave it nine. Very high nine. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Margo, what did what did you give those two films? Uh, for Wolfwalkers, I gave it a 9.5. Uh, and when we do spoilers, I'll talk about what makes it from being almost perfect. And then Minari is a 10 out of 10 for me. Hey. Um, Wolfwalkers, I th I'd really have to think about. Unfortunately, like I just finished it. Um, and I completely agree with a lot of the positive so i almost want to go with like an 8.7 or 8.8 .8. uh, it's really stinking good uh but minari i'd probably go with like a 9.1 9.2 9.3-ish range um i would i'd love to rewatch it unfortunately i only have a rental um that i was given uh five hours to, of time to watch and I graciously rent uh that other rewatch to todd <laughs> yes thank you so, so we'll just wait. Hopefully things are more settled down. Maybe this will come out in a theater. But Lindsay, what would you give these two films? I gave Wolfwalkers a 10. It's one of the three films I've given a 10 this year. Um, I love it so much. And I gave Minari a 9. Nice. Um, and we're going to go into spoilers for both uh, Wolfwalkers and Minari. So if you haven't seen either of those two films... Uh, more than likely, that's going to be the case for Minari more than Wolfwalkers. Uh, so definitely don't want to spoil anything for that. But come back when you have seen it. In, in February, loser, you didn't get a screener? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> um, Wait, can, sorry. Can, very quickly before we start talking about these movies, um, they just announced like the... Wait, what? Do you have a spoiler? Uh, no, I was just like this news just dropped about Into the Spider Verse two. They set a release date, but 
the writer of the script is like his only like writing credit that's out so far is Zombieland 2. So I'm kind of nervous about the director. The director worked on Voltron. I'm scared. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Do they not have the same director? No, different director and different writer. Phil and Lord, or Phil, Lord and Miller are returning as producers, but they're not. Neither of them are writing it. Um, the guy who's writing it did Zombieland, Double Tap, and Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, and Shang Chi. But like those, like two of those haven't come out yet, so I don't know if they're good. But I know Zombieland, Double Tap was fine, but not like into the Spider Verse level. And hey, I'm nervous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shang Chi has Tony Lung, so that movie's gonna be a hit no matter what. That's true. That's but true. It's one of those showrunners from Voltron. Okay, but he was also part of Avatar the Last okay, Defender, right? Oh yeah. Avatar Justice League and Korra. Come on. And I like oh. Voltron. I'll say it. <laughs> Voltron's so bad. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but it's a- We're never gonna get bisexual Gwen Stacy now. <laughs> They're gonna queer bait it and never pull through. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry, we can go back into spoilers. I was just oh, like, no, oh can. no. I can I can insert a timestamp for that. Um, let me write that down real Abrupt quick. We'll go right into talk. <laughs> seven. Just yeah. stick it. Just stick that onto the end of the prom talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a breather. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get right into it. Uh, what is the first thing that you wanted to mention, just real quick, uh, Margot, uh, as a spoiler for Wolfwalkers? Again, oh yeah, spoilers, I, spoilers, spoilers for Wolfwalkers. Spoilers. I just thought some of the plot points were kind of predictable for an animated movie, like when there, like when she walked into the room with the cage. I was like, oh yeah, that's Maeve's mom. And then, like as soon as Maeve's mom uh, got freed, I was like, oh, they're gonna shoot her. She's gonna die, and it's gonna, or like she'll almost die, and it'll be a real sad moment. And then that happened, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that I I knew it. <laughs> That's some animation uh, beats right there, baby." And also, um, I know they're children, so like they don't have to be gay. Oh my uh, god! But I did think it was there were vibes. They had some chemistry, and then they had to no homo it by having the dad and the mom get together when they literally didn't interact for the whole movie. And I was like, "How could you do this to me? Why would you do that?" I was thinking the exact same thing. I was too. I uh, but then I was like, "There's no way they'll do that with kids." Uh, yeah, like, like in I this mean, movie, they don't have yeah. to make them gay, but I, I at least want like the opportunity. To be there, and now that their parents are together, it would be weird. Would be weird. (laughs) It would be weird. (laughs) Maybe their parents aren't together. No, but I I actually want to circle back to one of the things, the first point you brought up, Margo. Todd, this is one of the things that like I wanted to talk about more when you were talking about emotional bait. This movie Mm -hmm. kills and unkills a mom that's a dog, which hey, big middle finger to cartoon Splatoon. Uh, for right. put, or saloon for putting me through that emotional warfare, but <laughs> it's a great film. So I sort of was like, "It's okay." They are telling a story. This is, and that's why I agree with you, Lindsay. It's like Lion King, where like I'm sh- like Lion the spoiler for Lion King, but M- Mufasa does <laughs> like clear emotional bait, like 
at its core, but it's such a good film that that feels uh, very immersive um, and it means something so much greater. And that's why like just the imagery that they start doing once the, uh, the wolves are all out and I forget the um, main character's name. Um, Robin. Yeah. Robin. Uh, once Robin is like embracing like these like more like on the attack wolf uh, tactics. I don't, it's just like honestly really empowering. Like the whole series. Sure. The, the wolf vision. Awesome. The wolf vision's so cool. Oh my god, yeah. it's beautiful. Wait, can I can I say something about the predictability real quick? Because I do think that's a fair point. I think just in family films, I don't mind that as much because I'm thinking of like a general audience and like kids enjoying the idea of seeing the person come back to life. And I get that it was an emotionally manipulative for some reason though, with like family films and uh, I, I give a bit of leeway to that, but I do think that if you're going to have criticism of this film, I think that that's probably the fair criticism of this film is that there are predictable elements of it. I actually was like so shook when he shot them all. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, they're happy back together now, and everything is fine. And then she got shot, and I was like, what? <laughs> so I guess I'm like a five-year-old in that regard. <laughs> I was going to mention, like, even, oh, like, everybody talked about, oh, well, uh, I'm trying to remember the spoiler uh, animated film last year. Um, where everyone was like, oh, this is obvious. This was going to happen. And I was like, well, well, I, I had no clue. Um, and for <laughs> reason, like, some of that stuff, I'm just like, ah, get the animated movie. Fun, 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 fun. And I'm not like yep. <laughs> about um, some of that stuff. But yeah, no, I, they threw me through the ringer when the wolf was shot because just it being that, the dad too and everything that happened like with that and then the dad was an awesome wolf later oh yes oh, yeah. so good <laughs> but yeah that whole like fight sequence at the end like the reason it reminded me of the lion king just felt like that moment when like simba comes back to reclaim pride rock yeah, and it's like and a he's, big like, fight and there's fire the and... yes that part oh my god so good so what's interesting, we've mentioned a lot of, and I want to re-emphasize this, do you notice the movies we're bringing up are really great movies? Um, yeah. yeah. It's just that good. Uh, I was going to bring up uh, the the main antagonist of this movie, Lord Protector. Um, he reminded me of the priest from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Yes. And I, I really liked him as a villain. Great villain. Great villain. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was actually kind of scary or slash infuriating. Like I could see a you know seven or eight year old watching this and finding the person kind of scary. But then as an adult, yeah, he was equally just bothersome and annoying. Like it got under my skin. It was good writing. It was good, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I really liked the way they animated the first scene of her turning into a wolf. Um, and going off through the city and then into the forest. I think they do a really good job of uh, applying like a, a mood as it's changing throughout. And then as soon as, um, as soon as she's with, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, Maeve. Yeah, Maeve. Uh, as soon as she's with Maeve again, like the animated mood shifts 
and it becomes like a lot more like yeah i said that in my review i thought like the color scripting and like the like when you make an animated movie you do like color keys through the whole plot so that there's like consistent lighting for scenes and like emotional stuff <laughs> so like that the colors fit that and i thought that the color scripting for this was amazing I, I honestly think it's one of the best examples of that I've seen in a while. I have the art book and they have like a whole like two page spread of all the color keys and it's it's amazing. It's so <laughs> cool looking. <laughs> For wow. sure. Um, do you guys have any other spoilers you want to bring up? This isn't a spoiler, but I liked the way they animated Fire. I thought it was fun. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so fire, cool. fire just adds like an omnipresent force i think is used really well and i agree with you that sort of circles with the color uh they use it really well to like really emphasize the reds and and violence um but yeah we can move to spoilers for minari uh if you guys want sure yeah let me uh write that down 10 minutes of wolf walker spoilers surprise surprise um spoilers for minari again hey listen if you are one of those A24 simps who managed to get this far, do not spoil this movie for you. I know you want to know the secrets. Go home, okay? We're going to we're gonna talk about Steven Yoon and, and what he did in this movie. Actually, here's the only spoiler that you can listen to uh, on the poster. It looks like Steven Yoon's holding a baseball bat, but it's a shovel. And the whole movie, it's I thought shovel. they were going to play baseball, and they didn't. And I was really confused. I thought, I thought it was a gun. A, a gun? It's, it's like brown. Yeah, but like a wooden gun. Like a wooden gun. Like a kid's pop gun. <laughs> it, was. Uh, it blew my mind you know, when I realized that wasn't a baseball bat. I was like, when do they play baseball? Yeah, we were all like texting after. And I was like, so that's, they lot. didn't play baseball, huh? <laughs> I'm looking at it and I still don't believe it's not a baseball bat. So I know, I right? Yeah, like I can see it now. Like it's kind of too skinny to be one, but yeah, yeah. in my oh, mind, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we'll we'll get right into it. Um, is there somewhere where you guys wanted to start? Because I I have a couple things uh, that I noted that I kind of wanted to mention. But is there anything you guys want to go to first? Go for it. Fire bat. Yeah. So so that's the main thing. Um I I think before that the movie does a really good job of like differing passions and motives between Jacob and Monica. Uh these two people that kind of just want the best thing for their kids, uh, but grew up in very different lifestyles that I think isn't that's what I was sort of talking about when it's like, hey, this isn't necessarily clear before that uh steven yoon's character was a farmer and grew up in that lifestyle from the very get-go uh and yari han's character like clearly grew up in a major city in korea um but that that is to say like i think that that reoccurring thing going to the fire as like the final set piece i guess it's not i, I don't know if it's a set but like the final scene of this movie i think is like one of the most powerful things I've seen in a while. I don't know if yeah. you guys have <laughs> thoughts. You want. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's just the grandma, like, 
being over the fire. And again, I think in a lesser film, like you could have Steven Yoon like being uh, noticeably upset. But I think like this film really wants to say something about how this, this man like does view his family and that I think that's that trip to the doctor and their conversation afterwards did change his perspective a lot. Um, and even though that's like his whole livelihood, like at the same time, he's realizing like his wife is willing to also die to make sure his dreams come true. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I was yeah. during that scene. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, it was brutal. And all of the acting was phenomenal too. I don't remember the name of the actress who plays the grandma, but she like broke my heart in that scene. Yeah. You Jung, you oh. own. Uh, and yes. Yeah, no, she, she is fantastic so fantastic uh, she should really be recognized this award season i think the uh, boston film critic whatever gave her best supporting actress let's go oh great yeah um, yeah gut feeling do you think this is gonna get nominated just gut feeling do you think it'll get nominated oh, yeah. for oscars is this this yes end? i do 24 already said they were gonna campaign for steven yoon so uh, hopefully yeah. that would mean they would campaign for many other things <laughs> i think the good thing here about this film and i might actually move this part uh into the actual review um but i think the good thing with this is because green knight and saint Maud aren't coming out as bad as that sounds uh a24 can't pull a 2019 where they're like we're gonna campaign everything um and they mm-hmm. are gonna focus more and i think they do realize like oh hey maybe we shouldn't push first cow because that's probably not going to get nominees. And I hope they do push uh, Minari, because the only thing I'm worried about is, uh, and obviously this is an A24, it's plan B. Beale Street could talk, if Beale Street could talk, missed out on Best Picture, which seemed mm. really it weird. snubbed so hard. Yeah, and I was, I was so mad. They had 10 slots and only had eight nominees. I'll never forgive them. <laughs> what gives? Um, think about it constantly. <laughs> But I, I think they'd really have to be stretching. Like they'd have to let in something like Wonder Woman eighty four and like Tenet, and Tenet might be dominated um, for best. Oh movie. man, I don't Which, know. <laughs> yeah, like there, I feel like my heart a lot just of palpitated. <laughs> but I feel like Minari has a really good chance of being nominated for best picture, and I think it should. I think get so too. Best score also. Yeah. I completely agree. I actually really hope uh, it's not just Yoon that gets uh, nominees because I think Yeri Han really just comes into an incredible performance towards the yes. end of the movie. And obviously the, the grandma is terrific as well. But I, honestly, the kids are amazing too. Yeah, the, the yes. who plays David was so cute. I liked his little so cowboy cute. outfit. <laughs> When he makes his grandma, uh, and this is, I guess, back to spoilers, but when he makes his grandma drink piss. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought they, they set up, they set up, this is related to the piss. They set up, like, the grandma getting sick, like, so well. Like, them being like, oh, David pees the bed. And then he, like, makes her drink pee. And then, like, he wakes up and, like, the bed's wet and he's like what and like he he's not wet and it's the grandma and you're like oh fuck <laughs> like <laughs> oh god yeah yeah that was such a like it, they built it up so well they did yeah, for sure um 
And again, like I, I think in a movie that's not Minari, like those scenes aren't like emotionally as impactful and feel like, oh, hey, this is the part of the movie where we try to make you care. And it's like, oh, well, you didn't establish that beforehand. And this movie like clearly yeah. took the time uh, to do yeah. so. Um, but yeah, no, it is, this movie's rules. I'd, I'd watch Steve Yoon try to farm for hours, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I like when the yeah. grandma told David's friend that his penis was broken. okay that actually like made me like vehemently upset because i was like that's the worst thing you can say to a little boy like that's that's immediate like i know i know she she deserved to do it but uh, i was so upset i just i think this movie like has so much to say about uh generational stuff and different people's backgrounds and I, I don't know it's it might be a perfect film honestly um because i don't and everyone and everyone looks beautiful in it like you yeah. brought up if you brought up if beale street could talk which is like another movie where when you watch it it's like oh this is just supposed to be normal you know kind of like city life but it looks gorgeous like it's some i think it's in part the lighting is especially good maybe in the movie and just the way it reflects off of people but everything in this film about a lot of mundane life everything felt so just pretty like gorgeous to me and i i think that's probably the lighting but also obviously just cinematography in general well, I, I'd also even throw out because uh, I, I I think that's a great point, Todd. But I think that goes back to Lee Isaac Chung's background uh, for this film. Sure. Actually, let me check this while I um, let me check this before I say this point. And I I don't want to lie. Um, actually, no, he was born in Oklahoma. Ron Howard was born in the South. Let me tell you, he doesn't necessarily depict the South besides like one scene as like mm-hmm. pretty and it doesn't necessarily have to be pretty every single time but like this movie sure. makes you like it makes you wish you were in that field with Steven Yoon working on lettuce uh, just in your spare time like it, I don't know it just makes you believe in like a lot of his passion for that world and for like the farm life um, in a really really great way and I hate to keep going back to, um, I can't even, Hillbilly Elegy, but like that film has one scene where it's like, and me, Todd mentioned this, where it's like, oh, they're hill people. We look out for each other. And it's like, well, you do anything besides that. So what's what's there to say like that came out of nowhere? Whereas like this film does a really good job of like, I think even the character of uh, Paul as well, like he is very interested in in gardening and he has a background that also like goes with Steven Yoon. And I think they have, even those two have really great chemistry together. And I just think it does a really, really respectful uh, presentation of this. And, and that's probably just how close uh, this source material was to Chung. I am so interested to see what Mm -hmm. he does in the future. The same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Movie good. I'm trying to remember, yeah. good. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I have any other. Um... To quote oh. the movie Minari, Minari, wonderful Minari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's uh, actually uh, you bring that up, and I do have one quick thing to say about that. I love how they start to get. Uh, I love the relationship of David and his grandma, because I think any kid that's shown uh, a woman that he hasn't met like all of his life, um, I think there's there's certain like things that have happened where like when I made, met my great grandmother, it was like I can remember like even similar circumstances to that because I think. I was five the first time I like cognizantly remember like meeting her. And there's a, a lot of things that like aired similarity to this, but I, I really like how they break down those characters and they start like understanding each other more. And I think that does make like what inevitably happens with her, like feel so much more. Um, right. But yep. the other, um, part i was gonna mention um this oh i was gonna mention this film does a really interesting thing with uh like religious values and i think it could be very this is another of those things i think it could be very uh clear or like not um not like subtext level um where they could just start the film and they could be like hey let's go to church and then steven yun would be like ah I don't really like church, but instead this film like clearly shows, obviously he's not as um, into this faith as his wife is, uh, but he's trying his best, but there's certain things that are like insane to him. And I think it does a really good job of portraying those differing values uh, really well. I just think they're brilliant characters, both of them, but. Yes, I agree. All right, I think that's going to do it. So for whatever reason, uh, if you're one of five people that's seen Minari, um, <laughs> then uh, congrats, you made it to the end of this episode, um, where we're now going to recite every single James Corden performance that he's done. No. Um, <laughs> that's like the poker rap for James Corden roles. <laughs> for sure. Um, also, I really want, just a last tidbit, I really want a Minari poster. Um, this pink one that I have my eye on. Um, that's fantastic. Send it uh, in the chat. I want to see it. I'm sending it right. Uh, let me try to send the link. Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'll try to link the Minari poster somewhere so you too can see it. Uh, but let us know your thoughts if you somehow skip through uh, the Minari spoilers. Uh, and if you've seen Prom or Wolfwalkers or Minari. Uh, thank you again, Todd, Margo, and Lindsay. This was spectacular. Thank you. No problem. Thank, thank you. you. Hey. All right. Uh, and of course, we will see you next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we're for sure going to do something on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because that'll be out on Netflix. Uh, but might have a Christmas movie episode as well. Stay tuned. See ya. Bye. 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 Are you going to do uh